This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of A Sensi Fan Talking with LP. And this is LP. Welcome back. Appreciate y'all coming back for another episode. Took a little week break. We're going to get into that in a little bit. We're going to talk about that. But before we start, I want to say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. I want to say rest in peace to John Thompson. Two real-life superheroes in my book. They did it in different ways. One in acting, one in sports. There'll be better words coming from people that real life do this for a living so for me the word superhero it take on different connotations I mean people throw that word around liberally you know they they just toss the word superhero around a lot but when it came to Chadwick Boseman and when it came to John Thompson they were real life two superheroes from the way they carried themselves in real life and from the way they carried themselves and how they did their business, from the way John Thompson coached and how he carried himself on and off the court, how he how he upheld coaching for black men, how he did that. He was a real life superhero. How Chadwick Boseman, how he was fighting colon cancer, unbeknownst to any of us, and was still holding down roles. He was a real life superhero. Like they both really were. So I just want to say rest in peace to both of them. And like I said, there are going to be people out here that'll be giving them props that that'll do this a lot better than me, but I just wanted to put that out there and say rest in peace to both of them. So I just wanted to say that. So if you follow me on my pod, then you know that I went dark for a week. No no podcast for me. No social media for me at all. I just I just went silent on all social media accounts for the whole week, basically from Tuesday to Tuesday. When I say so, all social media, that's basically Twitter because that's all I got. I don't, I don't have anything else except the Twitter. And 
in that in that week, I just really been doing a lot of thinking, just really thinking about all the craziness that's that's been going on really because I, I really haven't taken a break from podcasting or anything like that. You know, just just every week, just just going at it, you know, kinda went two times a week for a little bit. Just just going with it. And I just kinda took this week to just really let everything marinate, you know. And I figured I just better explain how this whole thing came about. I really didn't want to put the whole fanfare into it. I really didn't even want to talk about why 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 I did this, but I figure you know I got people that that listen to me now, whereas before when I first started this, you know it was just really family, you know I had like two people listening, so and <laughs> nobody really give a shit. <laughs> So here's how this really came about. Uh I was getting everything together. I was I was literally, you know, going through the whole process, which is really not much of a process for me. I basically go to my bedroom and I I just I just start running it for real. That's that's basically how it how it goes. I, I get my topic. I kind of lay it out in front of me. I know what I want to say. I kind of let it spin in my head, and then it comes out. However it comes out, that's how you get it. But I knew I was going to start talking about what happened in Kenosha. But as soon as I hit play, I was like, I don't want to talk about this shit. Like, I really don't. It was like I was about to start saying the same shit I was saying in June. I was about to say the same shit I was I was saying before. Not only is it repetitive, it just starts getting sickening. Like I literally felt like I was about to throw up. I really did. And not only that, I felt like I didn't want to go to Twitter post it and then have to start reading people's tweets about well you know black lives matter you know but at the same time you know we got people killing each other in Chicago and you know what about Portland and you know it's all about peaceful protest and you know we need to protest peacefully and do people hear themselves when they say shit like this? Like, think about it. You telling me that in order for the police to stop killing us, we got to stop killing ourselves in our communities. Think about this. Like, real life, think about this. For one, people acting like we don't care about what's going on in our communities. We've been telling people about what's going on in our communities for decades we've been telling y'all this we've been asking for help in our communities for decades but when we start saying black lives matter 
the shit gets spinned around on us like we don't care. Like it's crazy. We say black lives matter. And then people say to us, well, all lives matter. Did all lives matter to you back in L.A. in 84? When we was asking for help in 84 in L.A. Did all lives matter in Detroit in Chicago in the early 90s? Did all lives matter in Cincinnati in 2001? All lives didn't matter back then. But now all lives matter now when we start saying black lives matter. Like it's crazy. Like people try to spin it on us when we want help now. Like it's absolutely crazy. We know all lives matter. We get that. We saying black lives matter now. And we saying lives matter in Chicago. And we saying lives matter in Los Angeles. And we saying lives matter in Cincinnati. We saying black lives matter everywhere. That's what we saying. People trying to make it convenient because they don't want to talk about what's happening in Kenosha. In Minneapolis. That's the thing. Like, parents do this shit. Like, but I'm a parent. I do this. When I want to distract my kid, when I don't want to give my kid, like, a sucker or something like that. Like, I I want a lollipop. What, did you clean your room? (laughs) Like, it's a distraction technique. That's basically what's happening to us. Black lives matter. Oh, well, all lives matter. Stop killing us in the streets. Well, stop killing yourself in the streets. It's basically a distraction technique. And the thing with a distraction technique is once we fix one problem, you'll think of another problem. That's the thing. We'll never get the problem fixed enough for you to fix the problem that we want you to solve. That's the thing about the distraction techniques that's going on with us. Once we solve the problems that we want, something else will pop up. This is what Malcolm X was talking about in the 60s. Like, this is what the nonviolent, this is what the the nonviolent detractors were talking about. They were saying, okay, you're preaching nonviolence, but what's going to happen is, Once you give them what they want, they're going to think of something else. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. It's like you can't win. You're nonviolent. You don't get hurt. So you protest and you're still not violent, but you're just stating your cause. And then you're called violent. So then you're treated with force. It's it's a no-win situation. And by the way, nonviolent people get killed too. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. It's a no-win situation for black people in America. I mean, 
you're nonviolent, you're a threat. You protest, you're a threat. And when I start thinking about all of this stuff, I'm like, I I just felt like I, I just needed to kind of sit this out for a week. And I'm sure once I open up my Twitter, it's going to be, what did you solve? What did you prove by sitting out a week? Absolutely, positively nothing. Because for me, it was nothing to prove to anybody. For me, it was me getting away from everything that I would have saw that was negative. Every now and again, you have a platform, no matter how big, no matter how small, and you just need to use your platform for something a little bit different. I was saying this about the NBA, and I was happy that the NBA finally saw what I was saying. Your platform is to be used however you want to use it. Everybody was saying, hey, NBA, you have to use your platform. You have to speak out. But sometimes silence is best. Sometimes your platform, the best way to use it is to say nothing. And I just felt it was best for me to say absolutely nothing. And that's basically what I chose to do. Because what more can you possibly say about what's going on in America for people like myself? What more can possibly be said that has it that has been said that hasn't been said already? I mean, it's it it it's time to do at this point. And I'm glad the NBA finally did something. And I felt like it was at the point for me where you can't really talk anymore. I felt like we had talked this thing to pieces. We we talked it to death. Like, what are we going to gain by talking? At some point, action had to take place. And I felt like me saying nothing was at least me feeling like I was doing something. Me not opening Twitter for a week felt like I was actually doing something. Like, I felt like I wasn't performing. I felt like I wasn't in action mode, which which really felt good for me because it opened me up to do a whole lot of other things. I can kind of think about different things I could do once I got back on Twitter, like collaboration things I can do and things like that. So I felt really good about that. So that was that was kind of my my small part that I could do. And I can definitely admit that that's small. It's it's minor. It it's minuscule. But when you add that up with all the other things that somebody like myself can do, reach out to the kids that I teach, let them know certain things, things to do, things not to do. All those small things add up. And I'm always encouraging people, do the small things, do the little things, because of those little things, they add up. And of course, 
vote. I don't care what anybody says. Like, you can't convince me anymore that that voting is not the thing to do. Especially in Ohio, where voting is tied in with jury duty and things like that. Voting is 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 so key. So definitely, definitely vote. Um, we're going to do a little bit more with this time, so we'll be back in a minute. This is Sensi Fan talking with LP. Be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back to a Sensi Fan talking with LP, and this is LP. Um, before we jump off into this next segment, um, shout out to my Twitter group. Um, love y'all to death. Appreciate all the love and support. Looking forward to chopping it up with y'all in the DMs. So definitely appreciate y'all 100%. Looking forward a little bit to jumping up into this 2K21 that's coming out on Friday. Can't say I'm looking forward to it 100% like I was normally with some of the other games. And I'll go ahead and tell you why. This game is looking exactly like last year's game. Exactly like last year's game. Um, I don't know why they would do this. Now, there are a lot of people that are like, well, LP, you got to understand how gaming works. Since the PS5 is coming out, 2K21 is going to invest everything in the new game. So 2K21 is going to look different on the PS5 than it is on the PS4. I say bullshit to that. And here's why. At first, I was kind of like agreeing with this. It made sense. But then I started thinking about it. And here's what I came up with. You got to understand that people like me, I'll go ahead and buy the PS5, no problem. I mean, I got a career. Like, my wife has a career. I'll, I'll drop four or 500 on the PS5, no problem. Like, it won't hurt me at all. But a lot of people aren't going to spend $500 on the PS5 and then another $100 on the game. That's $600. A lot of people aren't going to do that. They'll just keep playing the game that they already have. So what you might want to do is invest money in that game as well. You would think it would be fair to invest money in a brand new game. You would think that would make sense. But what 2K decided to do was basically make this game look exactly the same as last year's game and then put all the bells and whistles in the brand new system I don't know how that's going to work out I, I mean it literally looks exactly the same I was playing the demo and my wife looked up at the demo and she was like I thought this was a new game I was like it is the new game she was like this looks just like your old game I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it literally looks like last year's game. So I'm hoping that once we see the entire game, 
it'll look more different. I mean, from some of the clips that that we've been seeing, I think some parts look different, but for the most part, it looks it looks the same. Honestly, I don't know why I'm surprised. I mean, when you're dealing with a sports game, sports games tend to look exactly the same because they figure you're going to buy it anyway. I mean, real talk. I mean, when has a sports game looked different? Honestly, sports games tend to look exactly the same from year to year to year to year. And then we keep buying it like dummies because we just want the new shit. But the games just tend to look the same. So at some point, we as consumers either got to be like, look, we're not going to keep paying for the same old shit until you fix it. Or we just going to keep bending over and taking it. So we got to demand better. And maybe PS5 will be better. We'll see. But me as a gamer, like, and I'm speaking to the gaming community, we have to be like, look, we got to demand better. Even if this is the PS4 and this is the last game of this generation or whatever, we got to demand better. We got to keep, we got to stop throwing bad money out the good. I mean, it can't be like that. Just saying. I mean, that how that's how it has to be. We're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Um, expect regular content. Um this that was um a, a one week break again um it, it wasn't a planned break but it was something that had to happen so um not apologizing for it um at all but um if you were expecting a sensei fan talking with LP um I will say um it it was something that had to happen um for my sanity and 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 for for the good of the podcast. So on behalf of the listening public, I I, I will say I should have given more foresight to the public. I mean I should have put it out there a little bit sooner. I mean it was a spur of the moment thing so I will do a little bit better in informing you guys on something like that happening. So I'll do a little bit better on that. So um, please forgive me on that part. But until we meet again um, next Tuesday, as always, life is good. I'll catch you guys later. Peace out. not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either make sure to catch me on twitter that's the sensi fan talking leave off the g at the end of it and we can keep the conversation going also don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes the episodes will drop every tuesday if there's a change in that i'll make sure to let you know appreciate the support as always life is good Ooh.